Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Our website is filled with more encouraging interviews, all accessible at MyFaithRadio.com. And welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the relationship doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host, the other Dr. Mintel, my husband Norm, who is yawning as we talk. You need another cup of coffee I hope there. I hope. I hope. Yeah. You know, it's the weekend. Weekends do that to me. I need more sleep. Just because it's the weekend, I think I have to sleep in. There's something about it. I know. Well, every weekend we're here. We're doing life together, and we're glad that you're awake, that you're listening, That's and you've right. joined us. We are. In fact, I've got a kind of serious question to ask. Have you ever been in a relationship that felt uncomfortable because the person you're in the relationship with is too controlling? Well, hang on, because that's the topic of our show today, signs of a controlling relationship. You know, Norm, this is such a common issue in relationships. I was a little surprised we haven't done a show on this. Hmm. So I was glad we could we could talk about it. Because our intent here is to help you recognize the signs and then know how to handle this. Controlling relationships, we all know, are unpleasant and unhealthy. As I mentioned the topic, our uh, technical producer, Katie, was over there and going, yep. yep. She was uh, Rolling shaking her, her eyes head. and yep. shaking her head. And, yeah. And all and if, too common. Yeah. And if you're dating someone, this is a major red flag not to move forward. Um, maybe you, the person needs to get some help or you could look at that in your relationship. And if you're in a relationship, I would say you probably need to get help if you recognize this as a problem. Today during the program, we want to read comments from listeners on this topic of controlling relationships. They've weighed in on the topic and they have some great comments for us. They really did. When we think about controlling relationships, there's a fine line between controlling and abuse. Hmm. And so we want to be really clear about the warning signs because often abuse comes from controlling people. Not always, but the two can go hand in hand. So controlling people make you anxious. Sometimes it leads to depression. You can isolate from people because they're maybe encouraging that. And there's a lot of situations where you just don't feel good about yourself because what is being told to you. So the first step to changing things is to recognize when the relationship has become controlling, and then you can get the help that maybe you and both of you need to work on it. Bruce, one of our listeners, agrees. He says, if you can't recognize it, then you're probably already being controlled. What do you think about that? Uh, that's, a, that's pretty insightful. So as we get into this more, Norm, let's take a moment to think about how we feel when we're around controlling people. Tuning into your feelings really can begin to create some awareness. Now, I know feelings can't always be right, trusted, right. but let's list some signs that are related to feelings and see if you feel any of these things. Okay. What about being afraid of your partner? I think that's number one. Hmm. That's a, that's That could be a sign of abuse as well, but, uh -huh. but certainly uh -huh. control. Um, you feel mistrusted. Right, right. What about avoiding topics, certain topics in specific, because of you know what the person's going to react, how they're going to react? Yeah, and that reaction typically isn't too pleasant. So, so you, you don't know, even. Yeah, you know they're controlling on that topic, so you avoid it. You avoid talking about it. You feel like nothing you do is ever right. 
and there must be something wrong with you. Mm, wow. I would imagine feeling powerless to change anything in your relationships mm-hmm. got to be huge. Yeah, because control is very strong. It's right? a very strong thing that people do. Or you feel like you have to hide the truth at some of those some of those moments when right. you feel like you should say something, but you're not sure how the person is going to take it. So again, we aren't saying that feelings are always right or that the other person is is always controlling based on those comments that we just made. But we're saying these are some common feelings that people have when they're in a controlling relationship. And it's really not healthy to feel any of those things anyway in a relationship. I wonder if it'd be a more reliable measure to look at the behavior, because we were talking about anticipating behaviors. If we look at the real behavior, what is it that person is doing to make the relationship so uncomfortable and controlling? Okay, so let's start with a couple of behaviors. What if they regularly put you down in front of others? That's a strategy of a controlling person. They want to tear away at your self-esteem. Are they doing it on purpose? Yeah, because that's how they get the control. So when your confidence is low, you are going to be much more dependent on that person. So think, are you being given compliments, encouragement in the relationship Or is the conversation usually a put-down? Because if it's a put-down, that's a warning sign. Mm -hmm. I worked with a couple, Norm, that no matter what the wife said, the husband would always find a problem with it. At the root of that was really control. What about if the person shouts at you and treats you with disrespect? They act badly around people you're close to so that you'll avoid seeing them. Right. That, That is a way of isolating you. And usually other people see this. And they may warn you about it. So you really need to pay attention if your friends or some family member that you trust start to point this out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Belittling you when you have good news and they just don't care about it or put it down. Yeah. And they'll, they'll just minimize your good news, tell you it's not important. Again, they don't want you to do anything to feel like you're an equal partner or person in that relationship. And what happens with controlling people is that, Norm, they can exhaust you with their arguing. (laughs) And sometimes they're passive aggressive and they're not openly arguing, but they're creating a lot of conflicts Mm -hmm. because they have to be right. A controlling person has to be right. And they'll argue with you until you simply... (laughs) Just give up. You're exhausted. You're exhausted. Right. Right. You're right. Of course you're right. Yeah. Or (laughs) I just going to, you know what? Okay. Enough. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes I see this a lot in therapy where people just give up and they just go, okay. And they don't say anything else. I'm going to guess controlling people also make conditional their acceptance or their attraction or their caring expressions to you. Yeah. It's that conditional sort of love where they might say something like, I love you so much when you make more money on your sales hmm. or when you go to work and you bring in enough income to, you know, help this, this family, or I don't feel like being intimate with you. Um, but if you lose some weight, maybe I would find you more attractive and wow. I'd want to do that. I've heard that actually in therapy wow. a number of times, or if you don't make dinner, are you really caring for me? Or if you'd gone to college, maybe you wouldn't, you'd talk better to my friends. I mean, these are the kinds of things that I've actually heard people say. And the message in all of those statements, the main message is, you're not good enough for me right now. Wow. What about blame, especially blaming your behavior? Yeah, this is so frustrating because controlling people don't admit that they are doing it. And they don't take responsibility for their bad behavior. Huh. Huh. And manipulation by guilt? Right. 
Controlling people are good manipulators. <laughs> they make things work for them and create a steady stream of guilt. And this can lead to not disagreeing with them or allowing their opinion to be the only one in the room. They're, they have the only opinion. They give love and affection in order to get something. So if you're not getting the same in return, but you feel constantly like you have to do things the way the other person wants them mm, done, mm -hmm. you're being manipulated. Mm -hmm. What about keeping score? I, you did this, I didn't do that, and that kind of thing. Yeah, in a healthy relationship, you know, you look out for each other. You don't hold on to each time the person lets you down or you don't hold a grudge. But controlling people certainly keep score, and then they let you know it. It seems to me it'd be really scary if your controlling partner began to make veiled or even overt threats. That's that sort of borderline then with abuse where mm -hmm. you're looking at mm -hmm. this because threats do not have to be physical. But threats of leaving you, cutting you off, or even threats to harm you, you know, are emotionally being abusive to you. All of those are different ways to make threats. And because of the fear, you might stay in that relationship, especially if children are involved and you need the financial support. So controlling people know those kinds of things and they can use that to get what they want. Mm -hmm. It would seem to me, too, if someone had been using those kinds of threats, then they back off and all they're doing is criticizing you. It's got to trigger you to think that you're being threatened again. And, you know, it's interesting with criticism. It can start really small and you might think, oh, Oh, they're just trying to make me a better person. I hear that. I hear this when people are starting to date somebody that's really controlling. Well, you know, they rationalize it. Mm -hmm, they think, oh, mm -hmm. you know, he's just trying to help me or just trying to make me better. It's no big deal. And maybe I shouldn't take it personally, even though that they're criticizing, you know, the way I look, how I speak, maybe how I decorate anything. So no matter how small it is, if it's a constant theme in that relationship, it's hard. If it's hard for you to feel loved and accepted, um, you really need to think about it. Mm -hmm. Here's one of our listeners. Sherry said, when that person almost never takes your suggestion, even about where to eat or have dinner, and never willingly follows your lead on any project or initiative. Also, when that person constantly praises their own work and criticizes yours. Wow, that's really good. That's Sherry, pretty insightful. Sherry understands, yeah. yeah. What if they treat you more like a possession mm -hmm. than a person? They expect you to do things for them because they're in a relationship with you and you owe them those things. Is jealousy part of being a controlling person? Yes. And at first it can seem a little bit kind of like a sign of caring, mm -hmm. you know, oh, he's jealous because he really wants me. This is, you know, this feels good. But then it becomes more intense and then it can get scary. It can get possessive. And if they accuse you of flirting or they find fault in the way you interact, beware, beware. Mm -hmm. That's a huge red flag. They're anxious and insecure and they're putting it on you. And is that also the same concept when they don't want you to see your friends or your family? They're kind of isolating you? That's a first step of a controlling person. They complain about how much you talk to your brother or they don't like your best friend. They put down the people you love and they turn you, they try to at least, turn you against those who support you. Their goal is to be the only support you have so that you become dependent on them. Hmm. Brenda says it this way, they like to micromanage you. 
Yeah. And then Regina says, listen to this one. This was a great listener comment. When the person you are in a relationship with monitors your every action. So that was relating to Mm -hmm. micromanaging Mm -hmm. too. Checking your phone, monitoring your social media accounts, forcing themselves into the picture. When you're talking, meeting with friends that you have, um, that they're unfamiliar with, they're just Mm -hmm. inserting themselves in Mm -hmm. there. Mm-hmm. That's that's what Regina says. Janelle says they always insist on meeting at their house and on their terms. I tell you what, we need to get more listener comments more often because uh, these are really good. These are really good thoughts and behaviors. People are insightful because they're living it. I'm yeah, afraid. I think that's part of it. Right. Well, as we get ready for the short break, we've already covered 13. Wow, I didn't realize <laughs> signs of a controlling person, but there are even more. So stay with us. More to come on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book, We Need to Talk, in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold. Letting Go of Worry by Dr. Linda Mintel, available on her website at drlindamintel.com and online. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Just a quick reminder that you can follow Dr. Linda on social media, Twitter and Instagram, at Dr. Linda Mintel, and her Facebook page, Dr. Linda Mintel, author and speaker. You can always listen to our podcast on MyFaithRadio.com or on your favorite podcast platform like iTunes. Just search Dr. Linda Mental Podcast or go to MyFaithRadio.com. So today we're talking about signs of a controlling person. We've already mentioned 13 of those signs, but there are more, unfortunately. So we're going to continue our conversation. I'm just a bit surprised there are so many signs. Does, I know. This, mean, does this mean it's easy to spot? Well, surprisingly, no. <laughs> With all these signs, that's why we're, I guess we're drawing attention to those. But you're right. When you were counting those, and we had already 13, and there's we've got a whole rest of the show to go on these. Yeah. Uh, that's why we're doing this show, Norm. Uh, these signs can be a little subtle at first, mm-hmm. which is why sometimes people mm-hmm. don't see them. But you eventually see them as a pattern. And then you grow more and more frustrated in the relationship. And that's a lot of times when people come to see me mm-hmm. because they're very frustrated mm-hmm. with what's going on. And sometimes you don't even know why you feel so frustrated, but it's because of that manipulation and that control that's part of the relationship. So it is important to take a step back and think about what's going on and why you feel so frustrated. That makes sense. Well, here we go. Here's another sign. You are the only one the person spends time with on a regular basis. Yeah. So think about that one. This is what I ask my patients. Does the person have other friends? If so, who are they? Hmm. Does the person have good family relationships? Does the person have relationships in the church or in the community? If the person is alone most of the time, then that's a signal that relationships are problematic and that he or she may be plagued with control issues as well. Hmm. Now, there could be other reasons. I'm not saying that that's the only reason. But when you see that and you ask about why are you only hanging out with me and there aren't these other people in your life? You need to start thinking, is this a control issue? Mm-hmm. And here's one I think is really telling. The person doesn't allow you to have time alone. They want to isolate with you alone. They stop you from recharging, throw guilt at you for not being with them all the time. That sounds awfully controlling. Yeah, and we see this and we hear about this much too often in the news. 
So think about all the stories you hear about people who are violent. Are they connected to people? They're Mm -hmm. often Mm -hmm. isolated, Mm -hmm. right? They're in their own mind, sitting there by themselves without a lot of people. And families with abusers use this strategy to keep abuse hidden. Oh, wow. So controlling people like to isolate you in order to have more control over your thinking, over your behavior. And other people are threats because they might challenge the controlling person's thoughts and actions. A lot of times I'll say something to a patient who's been in a really controlling relationship and she'll say, well, I I never thought about that or I never heard that because that controlling person is so specific. This is how you have to think. This is what you should be. And they try to keep you from hearing input from outsiders. So isolation becomes a strategy to shield you from healthy relationships uh, and know what is normal. Uh, there's no comparison that way. Right, uh-huh. right. And then you think it's normal. Right, right. Right. So I think this one's a big one. You tell me, controlling people check up on you and monitor your every move. They feel like they have a right to know where you are at all times. So they demand you share everything, like your phone. They control things like your money or your car or check on you constantly and say, if you're not doing anything wrong, you shouldn't mind me checking. Yeah, usually this is based in a lot of mistrust and a concern that somehow something you do will be out of the person's control and will harm them and they won't be able to handle it. So then they closely monitor your actions with the intent to control them. Mm -hmm. So I've worked with several people whose partners do just what you said, Norm. They review their Facebook page. They listen to their conversations with friends. They, you know, when they take their phone and they They scroll and look. Yeah. 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 They're looking at, they're checking on their every move. Wow. What about this one? They make you feel like you owe them. You know, it's interesting at the beginning of a relationship, It can feel very romantic when someone is buying you gifts, they take you out, they might even let you use their car, but then they start to use this to control you. They give and demand your loyalty Hmm. in return. So this is not a giving without strings is basically what it is. They want you to feel like you owe them. So they don't just give to be generous. It's more of a manipulation to feel like you owe them something. Mm Well, we often focus on relationships on this program, and we often consequently talk about boundaries. How do boundaries come into play with controlling people? Yeah, this is really tough because you try to set them, and there's not a whole lot of success in setting (laughs) boundaries here. Controlling people do not like boundaries Mm. because it limits their control. Sure. So when you say no— They don't respect it, and they continue to push to get their own way. So continually questioning them isn't going to work either. No. And if the person is easily upset when you question them or they you you want to discuss some type of problem, it can get pretty escalated. Mm. And that's definitely a sign of control. If they're always right, and then you begin to question your own thoughts and you think, wait, why? Maybe I am wrong. Or you start to build resentment to that person. And both of those are really unhealthy things in a relationship. Oh, it feels like it. Here's a sign I hadn't thought about being a sign. Lying. Yeah. Um, when the pressure is on, are you being lied to? Are mm-hmm. they lying? Mm-hmm. And are you actually not telling the truth either because you're afraid of what you might say that they might not like. And so are you constantly thinking, can I tell the truth here? Should I tell the truth wow. here? Um, and then if you question the person and they're not being truthful for with you, but all of that, just red flags, red flags, that's yeah. a problem. It sounds like it's a spiral, spiral, yes. spiral leads to no trust and then 
the whole thing falls apart. What about the constant push for you to change to the way they want you to be? Yeah, any time anyone is trying to fundamentally change who you are, that's control. Mm -hmm. So certainly on a spiritual level, um, that is true, right? If they're trying to change you and they're they're tearing down your faith and they're trying to get you to think in a secular mindset. They don't like the way you pray. Or they don't even like the way you're going to church or even wow. thinking about God, any of those things. Um, but it can be in small things too. You know, does the person... Does the person not like your hair? Mm. Do they comment on your clothing, the way you talk to people, your laugh? I had a patient who would make fun of his partner's laugh all the time and say, that's just a ridiculous laugh. And we're oh public, please don't laugh like oh. that. You know, um, do, they con- do they comment on your outgoing personality and tell you to knock it off and quit talking to somebody? If the focus is on making you change to make the person like you more, just run Run, run from that relationship if you're not already committed into that relationship. Almost everything we've talked about leads me to be angry. Just listening to it makes me angry. Anger has to be a part of this somehow. How does it fit in? Well, let's say you talk to a coworker um, and maybe you were, or let's say you arrived to dinner five minutes late or you forgot to call one night and the person just explodes with anger telling you how insensitive you are, how uncaring you are. Just pay attention to that because it's either over-the-top jealousy, it may be anger over small things that are happening that are really not in your control, but they're getting upset with you because you're not doing exactly what they want or they're unsure where you've been, and that's mistrust. Okay, I need to know how to handle my anger, though. If someone's doing that to me, what do I do with my anger? Well, a lot of times people just take it internally. Because they, they can't, it's not safe to express your anger in a really controlling relationship. They're going to come after you. They might hurt you or do something even more to manipulate. We did, we did a show. I wonder if we should pull that show out again on gaslighting mm-hmm. years ago, because that was, that is sometimes what happens. So that's one of the problems, Norm, is they don't, your anger isn't safe to be expressed because it's not going to be handled well. Mm-hmm. So all of this has to contribute to your mood, bad mood, because how can you be in a good mood with all of this? Yeah, I mean, it's it's th- this moodiness of the person who is unable to regulate their mood. They have an anger problem. They can't listen. They can't be with you without having to control every little thing. You know, everyone has a bad day now and again, but if the moodiness is persistent and you find yourself feeling a little bit afraid, then it's more than a bad day. Mm. Well, we've talked about so many signs. I've lost track. What can we do about it? Give us some positive answers here. Yeah. So if these signs start to sound familiar, take that relationship really slow and see if these signs are telling you this may not be the person for you. Mm -hmm. Then decide, can this behavior be solved or corrected? And if the person is willing to look at their behavior and make some changes, that's really good. Maybe they are reacting from a previous relationship or a bad breakup. Maybe they need to be aware of how they're pushing you away. But I would say um, that you need to really think about it if you're not already committed. Mm. So should you let the person know how you're feeling? Yes, um, but you may need to have the help of a therapist to do that Mm. um, because it may not be a real safe thing to Mm -hmm. do. And for believers... The controlling person needs to humble themselves before God and look at how they are behaving. Control is not love. So get in and work with a Christian therapist. So what is the root of this? Why does someone need to be so controlling? Usually it's out of insecurity, maybe high anxiety, or maybe they have some type of obsessive compulsive behavior or even just low self-esteem. 
Um, you don't want to try and debate with a person like this. That usually doesn't work. So you need to tell the person how their controlling behavior affects your relationship, realizing that you may lose that friend or you may lose that person in your life. In our last few moments, let's take a look at characteristics of a healthy, loving relationship as a model. True love is patient. Right. So if the person is willing to work on the control, be patient. As long as there's awareness and progress towards change, you can hang in there. So let's finish with this. Love is not envious, selfish, mm-hmm. it's calm, it's honest, it's trusting. It does not include fear. So if any of these things are not present, spiritual help is needed as well. It's often the root of a very selfish heart. Mm-hmm. So it'd be good to pray together, to look at the characteristics of love in the Bible as a model of how healthy relationships should be. So the bottom line, if you're in a controlling relationship, get help. And remember 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The only conformity you need to make is to the image of Christ, not to other people. So if you feel you need help dealing with a controlling relationship, consider seeing a Christian therapist. Well, that's all the time we have here today. Many thanks to our producer and my co-host, Norm Mintel, who makes this show a conversation, and our technical producer, Katie Sims. From all of us here at Faith Radio, hey, we'll talk to you again next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.